I mean, it really has. I mean, I think um, when I go back over the last 20 or 30 years, I don't think uh, an Australian team of any persuasion or any sport has come back from so far. I mean, if you go back to that game against Afghanistan, um, seven for 91, I think, if my memory serves you correct, and I have that double 100 on, you know, one leg or half a leg or quarter leg that Glenn Maxwell had and the captain at the other end, I don't think anyone could have seen that coming. And that comes after almost every game was a must win. And then to go to the final in India, knowing how much that meant, and uh, I had the privilege of being there, the noise, the sound, incredible across the whole country. Um, so to go in there and win, um, you know, you, you really couldn't quite believe it. And um, the way they played, the way they came together, I think it was a defining moment. And a defining moment for this team uh, in particular, but Australian cricket. And I think many people before would question, well, oh, the, the ODIs, is that 50 over game, is that still part of cricket going forward? I think this showed in every way, not only a part of it, it's a cricket it's a critical part and if you listen to the India players I think this is the title that they want the most so uh, on many levels an amazing achievement and it's great to be talking about cricket <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's been a bit of other stuff being spoken about which we'll, we might touch on in a few moments but one thing I am keen to know your thoughts the West Test there's been a genuine effort here to rebrand this Test match yeah. to try to engage punters who have not come along in recent times WA, I guess, has a bit of an advantage with the, the redevelopment of the Gabba. It will mean that that will be unavailable for a while, so that should help Perth's chances of test matches. But, but where do you see the future of test matches in Perth? Are you concerned about the crowds turning up because we haven't seen them in the numbers that we've been hoping for? And, and how important for the long-term future of this test match in WA is it that crowds actually show some level of engagement? I think the, uh, the West Test is an essential feature of the summer. And, you know, from our point of view, uh, Test cricket in Western Australia, incredibly important. It's got a proud history, long history. And, yeah, the last period has, has been a bit challenging. Post-COVID, into COVID, um, you know, all of those things have played out. But I think there is a huge opportunity here. I love the, the branding of the West Test. Uh, it puts an anchor in. I love the work that the government's done, you know, coming around it. Uh, Western Australian cricket's done an incredible job. And also providing opportunities to engage fans and bring fans in. You can't, uh, you know, sport's an entertainment business. And you come along for a day. Yes, there's, there's great cricket. What else is there? And I love the hill, uh, the new hill that uh, the NRMA has sort of put together here in the middle, that, that sort of fan zone. Um, they're the sort of things that start to attract new fans, bring in fans for, for different experiences, and we have to be creative about that. But I, I see the West Test as being critical, and uh, we're certainly very hopeful. I mean, there's a sort of great sort of crowd, great start this morning. Uh, ongoing in terms of summer, it remains critical. Broadcasters love Test cricket. There's a million people watching at any given time, you know, all through the summer. So it's a big part of, of summer and, you know, focusing in on the experiences I think is, is key and I think it's been a great start here for the West Test. So with the success of the one-day team and the engagement that had and then talking about trying to make sure that people still come along and watch Test Match Cricket, what was Cricket Australia's thoughts when they found out that the next lot of ICC tournaments were going to go behind a paywall? And I would think that one of the reasons why the last... Um, 
One Day Cup was so successful is that you had the ability to watch your team on free-to-air television. Is I know you had nothing to do with it, but, yeah. but as an organisation, are you concerned there may not be the same uh, level of support if it goes behind a paywall? Look, I mean, it's, it's obviously something that we have to monitor. Um, I mean, I think what it demonstrates is cricket is attracting you know, new participants, new interests, and, you know, the, the streaming services coming in in a big and significant way uh, is good for the long-term opportunities and, and growth for the game. Uh, clearly what we do with our uh, media rights here and the ones we control, we, we, we want that. We want to have access to free-to-air uh, for the Australian public and I think that's essential. Um, you know, didn't happen in uh, England and I think that they've acknowledged that there are challenges that, mm. that, have, that have come through that. Um, so there were lessons to be learned, um, but you know, in terms of our sort of ongoing media partnerships, having free to wear is an essential part of it. This is obviously not for ours to give, but as part of the ICC, and and we'll watch that. You know, I think it's important to understand and see how it goes. But welcoming an additional participant, you know, into the media landscape, I think is a, is a very positive thing in the long term. One of the things about the build-up to this test series, which actually in a weird way was helped by all the controversy was there wasn't, with Pakistan coming, who can be so up and down, there didn't seem to be the same level of interest that you get when you have an Ashes, and we know how big they are, when India turn up, and we know how enormous they are. Along the way, less money has gone to the other nations. Do you think that Cricket Australia has an obligation to try to bring the other nations back up as cricketing powers? We've seen T20, they're still successful still to a point in one day's, but the test match, the future of test matches, with CA and the ICC both saying the primacy of test match cricket is what's important, does CA have a role to play, either in um, allowing more funding to go to those sorts of nations or allowing support to go to those sorts of nations? Because I remember as nearly 50 now, but I remember a youngster Pakistan coming to town was genuinely exciting. I didn't feel that when Pakistan was named for this summer. Do you, do you think that CA has a role to play there? I mean, CA undoubtedly has a role to play, and we do. I mean, the, in terms of the funding allocation that comes to the ICC, there's a number of member countries and non-member countries that obviously take funding. Um, I think we need to play a role in holding countries to account in terms of the development of cricket, all of us. I mean, we all have to be transparent with how we're spending the money. Are we growing the game? Are we seeing the results in the game? I think that's something at an ICC level we have to do. Uh, and there's responsibility to do things like we did when we went to Pakistan, you know, and, and actually provide an opportunity for local cricketers, clubs, volunteers, fans uh, in those countries to see Test Cricket live. Uh, you know, we've got the West Indies here. They've got some exciting talent. And, and every Test match matters. You know, I think that's what the World Test Championship showed, that every Test match in the cycle matters and kind of winning those matches and those series goes towards that. And having the opportunity to play in a World Test match final is, is a significant thing. So that, that opportunity gives context to text matches. But, yeah, we have a role, you know, whether it be going to Sri Lanka or Pakistan or Bangladesh, uh, playing with those countries, but also supporting them at an ICC level. Um, you know, test cricket is the pinnacle. Um, you ask any player, uh, any talented player who want the opportunity to play against the best in the toughest format. Um, and certainly in terms of our fans, I mean, they love test cricket and, and watch it uh, regularly and reliably. So from our point of view, test cricket is central. It is, it is um, something that we need to support. And across all those initiatives, playing, participating, supporting in terms of funding, uh, we've got a role to play. 
CH Chair Mike Baird is with us on Grandstand Cricket. We're chatting in the beautiful Victory Lounge downstairs, one of the best corporate seats that you could possibly be in, I would reckon. It's well, a nice yeah. place to be. Yeah, so how do, we, how do we get a ticket in here? I know, how do I get a ticket in here? I think you've got a better chance than me of getting a ticket in here, I would say. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that, Chair. I don't believe that for a second. Um, we've seen, it wasn't that long ago, some very challenging discussions between the ACA and Cricket Australia over uh, pay deals. We've seen... Well, let's be honest, the mess that happened with Netball Australia. You're in one at the moment, but looking forward ahead, how challenging is it to make sure that the Australian players remain Australian players, you mentioned before about the primacy of Test cricket, when there are so many opportunities to play T20 cricket, all the growing leagues around the world? What sort of challenge is that for CO? I mean, it's a challenge, but I think it starts exactly where you said, and there has to be a basis of trust uh, between administration and the players. And as we did the MOU, that was a very critical feature of um, our thinking uh, on and on both sides. How do we kind of build trust? How do we grow the game? And, you know, two parts of that. I mean, it, uh, one, it was done privately and respectfully and, you know, obviously didn't agree all the way through, but... You know, all, all sides put their best ideas and offers and negotiations together. We did it behind closed doors and then announced a deal. I think that, that helped build trust. And then on the other side, there was an alignment on where we want to go. And one of them was obviously growing the women's game, about 130% increase in funding to, to women. And now we've got an opportunity for our top women players to earn up to a million dollars a year. Uh, incredible opportunity. If you think of you know, a young girl in, in high school thinking about options and what to do, well, you've got a chance not only to be financially rewarded, but you've got a chance to play in uh, the Olympics. You've got a chance to play in some of the biggest tournaments and uh, places and markets such as India, the, the largest population in the world. It's, it's an incredible opportunity. Um, but, you know, obviously the financials are part of it. Now, and the, the other part of it was, of course, making our domestic competitions, WBBL, BBL, the Big Bash, uh, making them competitive. You know, so we had to put more funding. So... Um, we, we can't stick our head in the sand and the, these commercial changes and the franchise cricket, I mean, discussing it at all forums, in simple terms, we have to be ahead of it, you know, not waiting for it to happen. And, you know, it's pretty simple. Let's grow the game. Let's look for commercial opportunities, give our players those commercial opportunities, um, but never forgetting that that commercial growth is actually about growing the game at grassroots. You know, the moment that cricket loses grassroots, you lose everything. I mean, all those opportunities are amazing, but we've got to see boys and girls across every part of the country having the capacity to participate and play and then sort of build their dreams from there. So I'm very positive in terms of the commercial. I mean, what a problem they have. Some of these commercial opportunities. I mean, this is the other thing that people talk about, well, this is... Uh, really tough thing well it's it's a great challenge to have um, because there's financial interest commercial interest sponsorship interest new markets i mean the world cup in the u.s next year I and mean, there's 35 million from southeast asia in the u.s um and, and a, the biggest sports market in the world and cricket's got an opportunity to showcase itself there so i'm pushing into the opportunities and and obviously working with the team on how we grab those and lead those you know rather than let it happen to us Mike Baird, chairman of CA, did the Usman Khawaja issue with the, his desire to, to have um, riding on his shoes, which he says was a humanitarian thing, did, did that cross your desk? And what did you make of it as, a, as an organisation? 
Uh, well, I mean, obviously I saw um, at the events, and look, it's, to me it's pretty simple. I mean, we strongly believe um, that the character uh, of our players is an essential part of the team. You know, we want the strongest possible characters, we want them to be themselves, authentic selves, kind of on and, on and off the field, um, and obviously very happy for them to, to use their, their voice on issues that are important to them. Now, you know, when the team is involved and you know, the ICC is involved, um, you know, there are obviously kind of rules and regulation, good reasons for the rules in terms of the, think of the member countries and um, some of the challenges uh, across those. So uh, for, from our point of view, um, very happy to support uh, Uzi and he's obviously directly impacted by the conflict um, that is going on in the Middle East and, and wants to use his voice. It's just a question of how we use it, you know, noting the, the rules that are in place. So if, if Usman had come to CA earlier and said, I want to do this, and you'd had the chance to go to the ICC, would you have advocated on, on his behalf? Well, look, I mean, I think, you know, these sort of issues um, come up at all types of times. So I, the last thing I would do is uh, criticise on the basis of timing. Um, there's a desire. Um, he's been consistently wanting to, to use his voice, you know, in this issue. And I, and I understand. I mean, we have to understand there's a personal connection to, to this tragedy. So, uh, you know, what we will do is just work out how do we support him in that. And, and we certainly want to support him. Uh, we're certainly very respectful of the, the rules um, that are in place, um, as any national team has to follow. Uh, but, you know, we, we do want to support Aussie. Tell us a bit about your cricketing background and the Manly Cricket Club. <laughs> uh, well, I, I thought you, we were going right back to, you know, my first wicket and first runs. But no, 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 no. <laughs> you probably haven't got time for that. Um, well, it depends how good the story is. <laughs> No, look, I've, I've, uh, cricket's been a big part of my life. Um, I've loved it, indeed. Um, it started with my grandfather um, sort of bowling to me uh, in our garage. I love my grandfather very much, incredible sportsman, and listening to Lillian Marsh with my mum. Uh, and play from there, played a lot of club cricket, um, you know, dreamed of playing for Australia. I realised that wasn't going to happen very early on. Um, but, uh, you know, then been involved in a, in a local club as well. Um, well played through a number. Camaray was a big part of my association cricket, uh, Ebbing Shires, um, and then at Manly uh, Cricket Club, I've uh, been a patron there for uh, coming up to about 15 years, and uh, love on a Saturday going down and watching uh, the men and uh, women play, but um, it's a reminder of how important clubs are. You know, clubs are not just a vehicle for cricket, I, I think they're a vehicle for life. You know, there is mentorship, there is mateship, uh, there is tragedy that you go through together. There are the joys of winning a premiership um, through, uh, well, I won a premiership with one wicket by a number 11, uh, a leg by off his boot. Um, so <laughs> that, that, that sort of moment and the embrace you have at the end of that, you can't replicate that anywhere in life. Um, and certainly having, having beer out of, out of that shoe, um, you don't want to replicate that either. So <laughs> The one thing you can tell straight away, the moment I asked you about your cricket, you lit up, which shows the passion that you have for yeah. the game. So with the greatest respect, because obviously you're in this because your passion, yeah. your whole demeanour, and I mean this in no nasty way, changed the moment I get to talk about it. It was lovely. Is there a call perhaps to have more elite representation on your board? Because there's cricket lovers like you on there. Should there be elite representation on the board? Uh, well, there is. Um, you know, Greg Rowell was a very uh, senior cricketer, you know, played Australia A and uh, first-class cricket for a long time. Claire Smith um, has played for Australia. 
So, so there is, uh, but that doesn't mean there shouldn't be more. And, and certainly, um, as I've been chair, um, we've had players regularly um, come and speak to us. It's, it's really the question of, uh, you know, are you listening to the voice? Do the players have a voice? Are we listening to the concerns? Not just current, but former. And um, certainly I'm look, looking at uh, ideas and options in terms of how we potentially uh, bring more of those voices in. But that's the important thing. And, you know, I, I hear this debate a fair, fair bit. Um, you certainly need to have experienced cricketers, you know, understand from top to bottom, you know, pipeline challenges, schedules, uh, what it's like to play test cricket, incredibly helpful when we're wrestling those issues. But you think about what cricket's facing. Um, we have a commercial opportunity that's almost unprecedented. There are media rights transactions. There is a need to engage with our fans digitally. Um, the whole experience of, of uh, stadiums is changing and these virtual stadiums. How do we connect into that? Gaming is a massive opportunity. Um, so there, there are skills that come across finance challenges um, that are going to be incredibly helpful to go alongside that cricket knowledge. So you, you need a balance. Um, what any board needs is diversity and you need great diversity in thinking and experience and that brings you to much better decisions. So hopefully, um, you know, that's what you'll see. Really enjoy the chat. Enjoy the test, Summer. Thanks for talking to us. Thanks so much and I hope you get a ticket here.